In this charged up conversation, Alicia has a great chat with Naomi and Kimberly about something that we all experience at some point in our lives, imposter syndrome. The idea for this podcast came from a conversation that Alicia and Naomi, who is the CEO and founder of JobJar, had about being female entrepreneurs and the insecurities that they sometimes feel as leaders and business owners trying to navigate an ever-changing world. Kimberly, who is part of the SOS team and also runs two businesses in the event space, Creative Twist and Connect Event Hub, joined in on the conversation to add her thoughts and experiences on the subject. My name is Alicia Olandeska, I'm the co-founder of SOS Charging Solutions. I'm also our CFO and uh, mom and part-time quilter. I don't know if that's relevant, but that's what I do. Um, and with me, I have Kim, who is a, I'll let you introduce yourself, but she's part of Team SOS as our rep out in uh, Eastern Canada and Naomi from JobJar. Um, Kim, do you want to Hey everybody, it's uh, Kimberly Bone, uh, CMPC SEP. I am an event storyteller at Creative Twist Inc., uh, event storyteller and owner. Um, I'm also a virtual event strategist and owner of a new virtual venue called Connect Event Hub. I um, am the Eastern Canada lead of SOS Charging Solutions, as uh, Alicia mentioned, and I'm also the um, president of uh, uh, the International Live Events Association Toronto chapter, and uh, I am thrilled to be here. And in, in amongst all of that other stuff, I um, am also a uh, Theater producer, designer, uh, sometimes clown, often improviser. Uh, yeah, that's me. So what you're saying is you have a lot of time on your hands. Tons. <laughs> All right. Naomi? <clears throat> okay, so my name is Naomi Pereira. Um, if you want the correct pronunciation is Pereira, but that's really hard. <laughs> I am the uh, founder of JobJar, which is a platform that connects uh, homeowners with construction trades for the honey-do list and small jobs around the home. I've been doing this for uh, four years, and be, prior to that, I was a general contracting a contractor doing renovation and construction for high-end homes, which was a lot of fun. But um, I quickly evolved into the tech world and doing more work that was impactful for me and for our society. I am really passionate about this topic uh, that we're going to be discussing today. So thank you for having me today. No problem. Um, let's take a look. So I guess what we'll talk about first is what is imposter, imposter syndrome. <clears throat> I don't have the exact definition here, but I think it, it actually um, is a little different for each of us. Um, so I want to know what you think or how you feel uh, what an imposter syndrome is to you. And if you think that women experience it differently than men. And I think I'll start with you, Naomi. Sure. Imposter syndrome for me, the definition came actually by uh, clinically, 
So um, I've never actually looked into uh, the dictionary uh, definition, but I will explain it with what I felt. I know it is a mental health, uh, I guess, uh, it isn't really an illness. I think it's a challenge that, uh, that a lot of people actually go through, but they don't really name it. Um, for me, the syndrome, the syndrome, uh, the symptoms were, uh, I never appreciated really the accomplishments that I had or the achievements. They always felt uh, that I wasn't entitled or, or really worthy of them. Um, I was overworking and workaholic. I think that uh, I was a lot in my head, which prevented me from enjoying the present moment. And a lot of it came down as more physical, um, showing physically in my body as panic attacks. And from there, I think that now that I know that it's imposter syndrome, I can do something about it. Hopefully that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just quickly Googled while you were talking and you're kind of right on the money. The persistent uh, definition is persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as the re result of one's own efforts or skills. Um, yeah, Kim, what do you, what, how do you feel about that definition? Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that there's a couple of different, variations on imposter syndrome. Um, it's also um, that you're that you're not legit, like um, that not that your your successes are unearned. It's that you're um, you're you're faking it till you're making it and sometimes you feel like you're still really faking it. Um, um, I think that that's, that's sometimes uh, the feeling that, that I get when I'm, you know, um, put into a situation and, you know, intellectually, I know that I've got the skills and the experience and the, the smarts to um, accomplish something, but there's that little green devil that sits on my shoulder and says, you're not good enough. You're not, you know, what are you doing here? You know, they're going to see through you. They're going to see the flaws. They're going to see the, um, you know, uh, the thing that you didn't prepare for, the thing that you didn't, you know, um, uh, think of. So uh, that's, I think, what it is for me sometimes um and especially being um you know in a leadership role in uh, as an entrepreneur as a as a person trying to go out and, and generate business and get respect from from clients um uh you know and and uh my my journey through my career in business has really been kind of organic and not a lot of, you know, education. Like I did go to hotel school, but that was 20 some years ago. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. That's how I would say, um, for, for myself, there's a lot of parallels with both of you. Um, 
right now anyway because i'm working on some side projects it's a lot of popping up again and um i i noticed that i feel uh that i'm experiencing more imposter syndrome if people compliment me and i brush off their compliments so i can tell that i'm feeling out of my element if somebody says you did a great job and i reply with oh you or that's silly or oh you think so instead of thank you like all it really there, you know, if somebody's taking the time to compliment you on something that you've achieved or something that they appreciate about you, all that's required is a thank you. But it feels gross to accept it because I don't really believe that I've done something of value or something that is different from or better than or uh, than the way somebody else it does it not that not better than is a is a bad word but when you're positioning yourself in the marketplace um you are trying to position yourself as uh the the better choice or the better option so um that's happens a lot and i i like i get the feeling too of i don't know if you guys have experienced this that somebody's gonna figure out that you've been faking it Mm-hmm. or that you don't know. So when you see every like Instagram or LinkedIn post about authentic leadership coming up and you're trying so hard to be authentic, but really you're just like praying that nobody's going to find out that you don't know how to do it. And and it's I, for me right now anyways, a lot of reminders of, well, no one else knows what they're doing either. You know, I think mm-hmm. um, my business skill like Kim is my education is, is one thing. And then um, my business skill and acumen has been honed over many years of lots of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, realizing that even if somebody went and got their CSEP before they started an event company or uh, began consulting in that firm or in that way, um, they don't really know what they're doing either. They have the the book skills, but not the uh, per- people skills or the soft skills or the business behind the scenes skills. So accepting that nobody actually knows it all. And mm-hmm. that, um, you know, it, I'm not going to be the only, I, I tell myself a lot. I'm not the only one that's going to make mistakes. So just relax mm-hmm. and just accept the mistakes as they come, knowing that, you know, everybody else will make them too. That's kind of how I experienced it. I don't know if that was more of a tangent than an answer to the original question, but, um, I think that the, what Kimberly was saying, like the fake it until you make it, Mm-hmm. So then I've, I lived uh, by that for a very long time mm-hmm. and I, that fake it until you make it is so disconnected with your reality because until you make it, what, what is that? You don't really, the goal is, is, um, is not materialized. So success has to really begin from within. And mm-hmm. that is something that we don't, really talk about or people don't celebrate they only celebrate if you exteriorize Mm -hmm. um achievements so somebody else recognizing you or or money in that in many cases or material possessions but success um to feel successful is such a such a cure i think to to really imposter syndrome because as soon as you realize that then that that you're saying, um, Alicia, is then you don't then it's okay that you don't know it all because you still know that you're kicking butt, that you're a badass anyway. So mm-hmm. let's continue. But until you're there and you really look within, uh, there the struggle is real for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, do you guys think that men and women experience it differently? I 
they, they definitely experienced it differently in my eyes um, because I think the status quo and, and pressure, social pressure is men are innate confident. They, they innately confident um, where we are, have been, I guess, educated uh, to be a lot quieter and you shouldn't be out of place and you shouldn't do this and you're so emotional. So I believe that we both experience it, but I, I would say that it's just different. Yeah. There was a study once that um, men are more likely to apply for a job that they don't have qualifications for than women will. And um, because they're like, well, you know what? Um, I have, you know, six out of 10 or four out of 10 um, of the qualifications. And, you know, if I go in and sell myself, then I can, I can um, learn the other skills. Whereas women are more likely to say, you know what, I'm not qualified for that. And so I'm going to look for, for something that, that I'm better qualified for. And um, I think that, um, I think Naomi is right that we have been somewhat um, conditioned to uh, to be cautious, mm -hmm. to be um, you know to to not take not take risks and not really put ourselves out there because you know if women who put themselves out there are not necessarily um, viewed as, as strong or, or, um, intelligent or, or leaders, they're viewed as bossy or, um, you know, uh, challenging or, um, uh, you know, so, so that's a challenge that we, that we have to face within society and within ourselves and our own sort of core, belief in ourselves I, I you know I've been discovering lately that I'm a bit of a leaper I I leap into into things they're calculated leaps but you know um and and uh it doesn't mean that I'm not still scared and not still um wondering as I'm going down, what the heck am I doing? Um, but I'm, uh, you know, I, I feel like if I don't, then I'm going to um, find myself stagnating mm -hmm. and, and not seeing the success that I, I want, you know, and that's finding that balance between the success that you want and the success that you believe that you can achieve. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's, um, I don't know if you guys watched the vice president presidential debate and not to be political, but, um, I think that men and women do experience it differently because, um, I feel like it, not to, um, take away from some of the, uh, issues that men do experience that are difficult to overcome, but women, I feel tend to have, um, added layers of complexity onto challenging situations. So, um, you know, for example, if you go into a boardroom, um, if you if you're an abuse survivor, and everybody in that boardroom looks like your abuser, you have to overcome trauma in addition to um, 
presenting your pitch deck and asking for funding. And that's a huge layer that probably uh, the majority of the men uh, in that room may have not have experienced. And, you know, when you look at the the debates and stuff, nobody uh, really criticized Trump and Biden for what they were wearing, how much makeup they had on, and what that communicated, if their dress was too somber, too stodgy, too low cut, too high cut, um, and what that said about them. So there's a little more picking apart of women. Um, you know, last night, uh, you see a lot on social media of Kamala Harris saying, uh, let me speak, or I'm speaking, where she's very calmly making space for herself to get her message across. Uh, if she would have said it in the wrong tone, then she would have been bossy or bitchy. If she would have gotten upset, she's too emotional to lead. If she would have let him walk all, all over her or continue to interrupt her, she's a pushover and not suitable to lead. So I feel like in addition to making our own decisions about our own futures and how we present ourselves, it's, a, it's, a, it's easy to say, don't worry about what other people think of you. But if that impacts your business, whether you make a sale, whether you get a partner, all those things come into play hugely. So we have to kind of put that all in a, the same box as the imposter syndrome and try and, you know, hope it all comes out in the wash. Um, and I feel like those added layers of complexity can make the imposter syndrome a lot worse. Uh, I don't know if that's off the mark, but. Uh, I, I would add to that. I think that, and how we experience it also is in male dominated industries, um, they are used to a traditional way of handling themselves. And what happened, I think, to me is for years, I wanted to become one of them and I wanted to be included as one of them. So I was wearing, you know, somebody else's mask. And I think that we do that a lot because we feel we have to camouflage or or blend into what is already created instead of as you're saying create our own space and there are so many unconscious bias so I used to show up on site and give instructions and I have a I had a partner at that time and I would give instructions and they would always give me a hard time always give me a hard time. No, you can't do this. This is not right, etc. He would show up. I would pitch the idea to him. He would show up and they would immediately, oh yes, that's a great idea. Oh. <laughs> and so I noticed from there that I just had to mimic him, right? Yeah, like this is how you do it. Maybe my message isn't coming across as it should. And I think that uh, one of Later on, I, I learned by really, I guess, accepting my, my, myself, first of all, was that I don't need to do that anymore. I think that society is also being a lot more open to, to giving us that space, but it definitely is an, an overnight change. Well, that's definitely, I think, something that that leads to those those masks that we that we find ourselves hiding behind or those facades that we put on is because rather than than society accepting us for for who we are authentically um 
like you said, you, you felt like you needed to um, mirror what your partner was doing so that you could gain respect. Well, in my mind, that is not your problem. It's theirs. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they can't see you as an equal Mm -hmm. um, or, or as a superior Mm -hmm. even um, because, um, because of your sex, because of the way that you look, of um, you know, and I don't, I think that that's, that's a continuous battle that, that women have had from, (laughs) from the very beginning. And, um, you know, and it's really hard as, as Alicia, you were saying about, you know, the trend in, uh, authentic leadership in in really being true to who you are um and and um fighting that battle at the same time of 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 um the fact that it's a two it's a two-sided conversation mm-hmm. yeah and i think that uh women might be really good at, okay, I'm going to put on the mask like you did Naomi temporarily to, for the greater good, for the success of this business and this organization, instead of fighting and, or, or uh, you know, climbing uphill constantly. I mean, cause at the end of the day, these men that you were working with that weren't um, showing you due respect were you're responsible for their livelihoods. Your, your proper running of your organization meant that they got, had jobs that would feed their families. And that's not a light um, thing. So, you know, maybe women uh, could be um, not accused, but um, my women might realize now that maybe we were more willing to go with the flow because we carried our burdens and our sense of responsibility and we were more willing to sacrifice for the greater good um by putting on the mask behaving the way that people were it was most comfortable for them with them not coming you know having to deal with confronting their stereotypes to just get the job done and now we're in a place where authentic leadership is lauded and it's expected and it's respected. Um, so it's, it's a challenge that women have to be like, okay, well, I, I, I can't ignore this anymore. I can't let this slide anymore for the greater good of my organization. I've got to, I've got to lead authentically. Um, but it kind of means that now we have to take the time to face and, and challenge people in ways that even if we were comfortable doing, um, maybe, you know, we, I feel like I'm rambling now. It takes time. It takes time to work with people to help them get over their prejudices and their way that they deal with other people. So um, it's sometimes easier to wear the mask. And how do we stop wearing the mask, put our foot down and say, you know, no, this isn't working for me anymore. That was a lot. I I think that the moment, for example, for me was experiencing physically in my body what the result of wearing those masks at the end of the day was because you can, we're pretty strong and we are pretty adaptable. And I think that we can bend out of our alignment for a while, but there is something um, that always brings us back to our inner 
inner selves. So I think that in my case, experiencing physical symptoms and and uh, physical uh, feelings did uh, give me a red flag that I needed to pay attention to. But also my, I guess, feeling of being unfulfilled at the end of the day because I would always then seek external validation and that never even though people tell you you are doing great like oh fantastic job that you did if you don't believe it it doesn't really count for anything until you're actually proud and and really happy with what you've achieved external validation only covers probably a small percentage of what you're experiencing within Hmm. Yeah, that's ex- so physical, physical symptoms. Are you uh, able to give us an, uh, an example? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the common uh, panic attacks um, that I got, well, it started at a younger age because I started my general contracting business uh, when I was 24. And from there, I was pretty young arriving to site and, you know, having floor plans and, and schedules and things like that. And you're talking to normally a lot older men uh, that were at site. So at that time I started experiencing just like stomach pains and ulcers and things like that, that was stress related. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously this, this can come from a lot of different places. It's like the stress that you acquire, I guess, from high pressure uh, jobs as well. But I noticed that, a lot of the stress was coming from exterior conditions. Um, so that was the first one. But for probably in my 30s, I think I had a lot of, of that chronic ulcers and stomach issues. And then in my 30s, after um, launching Job Jar and getting such quick uptake on our service and being in the middle of media storms and uh, recognitions I didn't feel like internally I was battling because I didn't feel that what I was doing was as successful in my eyes as as other people maybe viewed it so I started getting panic attacks (laughs) would show up to meetings and they would even start with please Naomi introduce yourself and I would immediately get sweaty palms and you know red I thought I was gonna die a lot of people said that they didn't even notice but internally in my world it was not a fun trip so and it was because I was even struggling with that identity well who are you like um how are you showing up and 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 it is a process I, I don't think that you ever it just goes away I think it's a process of getting to know yourself and being acceptance and kind to yourself uh, through that process. Um, and then showing up authentically leading. Also, that was another one, right? Your team expects that you're going to know absolutely everything <laughs> and that you need to have all the answers right there. And it wasn't until I came um, to my, my closest uh, teammates and I said, I'm struggling with this. 
it was immediately a mask that came off and we then all worked together. And they, they were all men, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all, we all came together to try to figure this out instead of them, I guess, putting all of their concerns for me to solve. Mm-hmm. We, we started working as a team more. So that was, that was interesting also to learn that it's a lot of self-imposed pressure that sometimes even exists more in your mind than actual reality. People um, that, surri- that you surround yourself with are normally, uh, obviously, your friends or people that get along. And they're not probably expecting that you're going to solve every single issue because they also face those same fears. Um, so it's just better to probably do it in, as a team. But yeah. Hmm. I can really relate to what you're saying, Naomi. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of that, um, like in high school, (laughs) um, that trying to be what everybody thought I, what I thought everybody wanted me to be and who everybody wanted me to be to fit in, to do, you know, um, I was a little short round girl, uh, (laughs) in, in school and, um, yeah and i eventually had to realize that i was not going to try to be who they wanted me to be i was just gonna try to be me and figure out who that was and it was a big journey like i was i spent much of grade 10 and 11 um sick and leaving school early because i was sick and Mm -hmm. um you know and, um, and then in my journey, in my career, you know, like, um, trying to, to, uh, be a salesperson when, when you're shy, I'm shy, like, you know, um, so, and I've always said, you know, um, I'm great if I'm playing a role, like I can talk to anybody in a trade show booth because I have something to sell and I'm playing a role, but if at a cocktail party, if if I'm just being Kimberly, it's really hard. Like I'm a wallflower. I have a really hard time making small talk and and getting personal um with people because you know, when when you really come to it, that's that's the authentic me. I'm a introvert, you know? Um so as an entrepreneur, um I had to I, the first thing I did when I opened my business was uh, join an industry association and, and um, join the board so that I, so that I had a purpose to connect with people so that I had a, you know, um, and I don't know, is that, is that still, am I still a mass or is that just survival? That's a great question. Yeah. I think we all wear masks all the time. Even even your authentic self, like the true one that you have, I think it's it is it is the the last layer of a mask. Mm-hmm. Um and how we behave with different people is always going to be a mask. But I think that the more you are in line with that or or the closest you are to that last one that is authentically yours um is i don't know it feels a lot better 
that's my that's my thing i think it just needs to feel good to you yeah yeah and i wonder if um you know there's a lot of uh you know talk about equal and and we should be treated equal but i wonder if there's a if there's an opportunity to take um, gender differences and gender role differences and like optimize on them. So, you know, I wish Joel could jump in on here and give us like a dude perspective, but um, oftentimes uh, when we're arguing, it's just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like that's all it is because the majority of the men that I think we all work with are amazing. Like all the men in the events industry that I've worked with have been awesome. And in Naomi, you can tell me if you've found the same, but they just want to help and fix. So, you know, I wonder if we're almost a de- doing a detriment to ourselves when we're trying to uh, lead authentically by, um, okay, well, should I, should I just pl- uh, play the role now and uh, for the, for the greater good? And should I, uh, you know, be more authentic here, but no, not really show that. I wonder, I wonder if it would benefit all of us if we just showed up to work and said, you know what, I feel like this is a problem and this is what I want you do to, to fix it. Yeah. Or not to ask them to fix it specifically, but just uh, to just be upfront and say, this is how I feel. It would be helpful if you uh, supported me in this way. The majority of the men that I know anyway, would be completely on board with just saying, Oh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I help you that way? You know, you're the leader. I'm here to support you or your project manager or you're a friend, a colleague. Of course, I'm going to try and help you. Um, I think men can get a bad rap sometimes and really all they want to do is help and fix for the most part. Um, so I, that being said, wh- what's next? How How do we address these masks that we wear or deal with imposter syndrome or lead more effectively or authentically? Yeah, I, I, I've been very passionate about this because obviously I've experienced it firsthand. And the more we are talking about it as we are today, and the more we share uh, that it matters, mm-hmm. I think that we can impact more people who might have been like me before that didn't have a diagnosis or it didn't have a name, but it still suffering from it. Right. Um, so they don't feel alone and they can do something about it because this is linked to many other, um, mental, uh, illness, uh, illnesses out there for depression and, and, uh, chronic, um, pains and, and body even, um, sicknesses. So I, I think that the conversations that we're having like we are today is the next step. Mm. I invite people to start sharing. Um, Imposter syndrome hides behind perfectionism, workaholic, overworking, um, not recognizing your achievements. Fear of failure is also part of that. You don't take action because you feel that, uh, People are just not going to accept you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is the next step. So I, I applaud you guys for, for talking about what masks we wear, especially in this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that, that it also um, should be acknowledged that it's not just women. <laughs> mm-hmm. Men have, you know, long suffered from um, 
being required to be macho, being required to be, you know, uh, real men don't cry, all of that. Um, and, and being the, the breadwinners and the, um, you know, the responsible for the household and all of, all of this, you know, and, and the reality is that, you know, maybe the start of authenticity for everybody is honesty and acknowledgement that Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way and you're feeling this way and we're human. And so let's, let's get it out on the table. Let's say like you did with your, your colleagues and say, now, how do we move forward? How do we move forward? And, you know, um, put these, these, um, unrealistic expectations and, and, um, characteristics that are, are imposed on us aside and just get the, get the work done. Um, you know, build what we're building together and, and, um, and, you know, it shouldn't be men or women. It shouldn't be, um, right or wrong. It's, it's just, let's move forward um without having to hide behind something and be your true self i don't think i could have said it any better i think that's uh that's where we're gonna leave off then uh thank you naomi and kim um kim is our team member but naomi is our community member we go way back to atvx days so growing alongside naomi is an honor um And she's somebody in our community that we aspire to. And Kim has supported us and really helped us walk through the events industry, uh, us as noobs compared to her extensive resume. So really appreciate just everything you've done, uh, you know, for the team and for Joel and I as well. And uh, this was awesome. Well, and it's been great to be part of this and and the things that SOS is doing and the focus on community and resilience and just you know let's let's keep keep our souls charged up yeah good one <laughs> i like that <laughs> love it thank you so much no problem take care bye everybody bye, bye.